the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Like a chrysalis, we're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution. An economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, business in the knowledge economy, sponsored by Sage, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. I'm Ed Kless with my friend and co-host Ron Baker, and on today's show, personality profiles, helpful or hokum. Ron, I don't think that in the what is it, two-plus years that we've been doing this show together that we have, or I have personally, received more email messages, notes, tweets about a topic that we were going to do. So either our pre-show marketing is finally paying fruition (laughs) or or we've really hit on a topic that people have, have some fire about. And I'm... I think it's a combination of both the good folks at leading results who handle our marketing and a shout out to them. They are of course, one of our show sponsors as well, and they are doing a great job getting our, our stuff out on social media and like to thank them. But I also think that there's a, the combination of this topic really being something that a lot of people have an interest in mostly because they've had some experience with it, either either using them in their, their work or in it being used on them, so to speak, as a, as a team member or a colleague at, at, at certain organizations. And look, this is big business. I didn't, I, you know, doing research for this, I did not realize that this is a $500 million industry in worldwide, I believe. That, that's, you know, that's not chump change. That's, that's a lot Ed, of stuff going on. And Ed, it's growing 8 10% a year. Unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. No, it's, big stuff. It's big. And and it's you know, I don't I, I obviously the the research that I've done is only on English speaking, but I assume that this is all throughout the world, not not just English speaking the English speaking world. I, I assume that a lot of pe- places in Europe probably do this and uh so I it's it, it's it's it, I did not realize how big it was, but apparently it is. Yeah, eighty-nine percent of the Fortune one hundred, and I think two and a half million people a year just in the U.S. Uh, take these things. So, and it's probably yep. more, um, you know. And and we're in kind of an interesting position because, you know, I know we've taken these things as just employees or or whatever, but we've maybe you've administered them as a consultant. I did. I used to do uh, Myers uh, Myers Briggs. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And did, uh, you were you were a consultant on Myers Briggs. You just did it as part of a program that you were delivering. Right, right. But I did okay. have to come up to snuff. I mean, I you know I don't know how you get certified in these things, but I, I did have to kind of study it and understand it. There was a video or something I had to watch. And um, oh well, you yeah. know that's a high level, a high bar you got past. I, to I, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> really true. So that might give you some indication on this, but it, it, you know, yeah, I, I possibly our audience is probably going to think we're, we know where we come on, on, down on this, but but I ha- I have to say, it, well, let's let's just do it this way. I have a couple of these prepared. I took one for the team, Ron, for this awesome. for this episode. Um, I, I took three of these. Okay. Okay. And I, I'll never get that. That's that's I'll never get that time back. Anyway. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna. But the other thing I also did is I also I also looked up my horoscope. All right. All right. So I so we're gonna do this four times. I'm gonna do this like once as we're coming back from each break. And since this is the show opening, since there's no you know. Uh, I'm going to read you a a description that comes out of either one of my personality profile tests or the horoscope. Okay? Or a fortune cookie. Okay. <laughs> All right. And you you have to tell me Based on what you know about me, because in all fairness, I did do the tests, and these are the profiles that came up for me. So you know that piece of information, yes. and you also know, Rhonda, you're very interested in this that I am a Scorpio, right? So, yep. you know yep. that says a lot. That says a lot right there. It does although <laughs> right. didn't they redo the the chart now because of something NASA found, and everything's shifted by a month? Nah, yeah, the, the, the astrological <laughs> chart or something. Anyway, sorry. Discovery of a thirteenth symbol. I don't know. Anyway, but it was the Pluto no longer a planet. I don't know. It didn't really okay. I forget. Yeah. All right. All right so here's here's the serious. here's the first one. Ready? Yep. Some words that describe you are directive, decisive, driven, and friendly. You are task oriented and you probably get a great deal done. You probably like problem solving and getting results. You are comfortable interacting with others. To make things happen. Personality profile or horoscope reading? Sounds like your PMI certification. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's not an option, though. No, that's not an option. Sorry. Sorry. I, I You know, I got to go with personality on that one. Okay. Yep. You get that one right. That's a, That was from a disc profile. All right. That's from a disc profile. All right. Good, good. So, hey, maybe there's something to this then. So you're one out of one. So as as we come back from the break, we'll talk about these, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll read these to you, and you'll get to to figure out which one they are. Okay. okay. So, well, Ed, let's just back up a bit. Yeah, and yeah, talk yeah, yeah. About who 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 was kind of obsessed with profiling people, and this goes back to Carl Jung, but for a very interesting reason. He had mm-hmm. a very personal reason. He had a split with Sigmund Freud, and he and it drove him into a deep depression. And he couldn't figure out why did the why did they see things so differently. Mm. And he came up with the idea that well, Freud was an extrovert, needed attention, blah blah blah, and Jung was an introvert. Mm. Um, so you know he started thinking about profiling, and people kind of tie every all of this back to him, but that's not historically accurate. 
first off, Young didn't think that uh, your profile was fixed. He thought it changed throughout your life. Right. Whereas the founders of some of these other tests, like Myers-Briggs, thought that it was static. It was almost immutable. You were kind mm -hmm. of born with a certain profile. And Young later wrote in, in his later life, he said, every individual is an exception to the rule. And to stick labels on people is nothing but a childish par parlor game. Right. Right. <laughs> so. And no. And yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think this goes back, back even further, though. It goes back even further. This Because when I was looking at the, the four Greek temperaments. Well, right? yes. Yes. Absolutely. Sanguine. Yeah. Uh, caloric, melancholic, and phlegmatic, and and you know <laughs> developed originally by even Hippocrates, who thought this was the way things worked, and it, you know he traced it, of course, back to to the the four different fluids of the body: blood, yellow bile, black bile, and phlegm. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and how we treated disease back then. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. based on yeah, too 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 much of one and not another, and. Whether whether you were a, a, a hot or cold, wet or dry, uh, what was some of the other ways of describing it? Earth or water, air or fire, you know, avoiding or getting, and then social or ruling. You know, so these are all things that have have developed, and, and so it goes back even further than that. And I'm sure that it, that you know they probably he probably stole it from somebody else too. I, right. you, but, <laughs> I you know, I guess growing up, you know, in the Midwestern mental hospitals where the Minnesota Multiphase Personality Inventory, the MMPI, was developed mm -hmm. in the 1930s and it was used to sort patients into diagnostic categories. It was a 567 questionnaire. I mean, it was you know, but mm -hmm. what 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 I think these did add the 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 some of these original personality profiles was they gave quantification. Right, it wasn't just like looking at ink blots. It was it, you actually could quantify these things and score them, mm -hmm. um, and and that's what gave them some sense of you know scientific validity. Right, right. Because well, again, there's there's that thing we've talked about this in 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 on a number of shows. Is it's logical positivism, right? We're now turning a judgment or some kind of a a, a word or feeling into a measurement because it makes it more scientific. When we say on a scale of one to five, uh, it's this as opposed to, well, you know, I'm kind of melancholy today. Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, the, the mother of all these is the Myers-Briggs indicator, which was developed in the 1940s. There, did you come across this? There are some 2,500 personality profile tests on the market. Wow. No, I did not come across that statistic. That That's kind of <laughs> mind boggling. <laughs> right. That's what leads that's what leads me to believe these things are used probably more than we even suspect. Right, right. No, well I look and there there's ones that are very specific. I was involved in a in a, a program where they did one that was specifically for entrepreneurs. Mm, right. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know whether you were you were a, a builder or an innovator or a visionary or you know th these so there was even a, like a fine tuning of that, right? Where you came, where you came back, and and then I, I'm ashamed to say that there's you know there's a lot of people that I know who who suck this stuff up and and think that it's providing some insight into them. Well, you know, it's not not just used in corporations; it's also used in courts to determine child custody. You know, and and uh, it's used in um, 
parole. You know, they they give uh, some of these tests as as a basis for a court proceeding with some criminal defendants. Uh, I read somewhere that somebody said that uh, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's uh, answers to the <laughs> to the Rorschach test or something were just you know completely normal. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep. But you're right. It's there's Myers Briggs. But if you if you think about it, I guess that they were when Myers Briggs started do, doing this, de- developed by these these two women in the Midwest, right? They they renamed those original Greek four into artisan, guardian, idealist, and rational. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, and those are like the four basic types. And then of course, then you have the subtypes under that. Right, so they went. So they went from four to sixteen. So that's see, and that's what I say. It's like this constant building, and then, then I, I don't know. I saw a couple of them that threw in. Well, there's like a fifth type, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're we're radicals because we're throwing in this, you know, thing that somebody hadn't thought of. And like, right, right, eh, yeah, well, that, that came later, but yeah, the and and uh, you know, Isabel Myers was a Pennsylvania housewife. She didn't really have an education in psychology or. Or anything like that, which is you know doesn't mean anything. I mean, you no, know, I'm not going to hold that can, against her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and her mother, Catherine Briggs, um, obviously had something to do. I think maybe she split the profiles into sixteen or something, um, mm-hmm. and that's where they get the Briggs Meyer. Uh, this is now run by the son, Peter Myers, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's big, and and one of her goals with this was she thought the test could bring about world peace. And she wrote, if President Woodrow Wilson had not been so wrapped up in his own introversion, he would have negotiated more effectively at Versailles, and World War II might have been averted. Oh, God. So, like, now if we could, what if we, what about Hitler, if he had just known that he was an ENTJ, and, you know, he would have, then he would have dealt better with who? Like, Goering? I don't know, like, what <laughs> well, oh, the other man. thing, Ed, in this, and, and I know we're up against a break here, but when we come back, I want to uh, take a look at how this, actually, some of these personality profiles were designed to combat Taylor's, Frederick Taylor's, one best way. And I thought mm-hmm. that was an interesting historical link. But folks, we, uh, we need to take a break, and we'd like to remind you, if you want to get a hold of Ed or myself, you can do so at asktsoe at verisage.com. And check out our full show notes at thesoulofenterprise.com. We will post everything that we're talking about today. And now we want to hear from our sponsor, Leading Results. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Is your website just a brochure, or is it your best salesperson? If your site is not the best lead generation tool you have, we should talk. We are leading results. We build websites and marketing programs that impact your bottom line. Using HubSpot or WordPress, we'll create a website and supporting marketing program that gets your business found, converts web visitors to leads, and provides clear tracking on what is and is not working. Learn about our team and approach to your success. Visit leadingresults.com slash TSOE to find out more. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? 
I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. And we're ready for round two, Ron, of Personality Profile or Horoscope. We're doing a show today on personality profiles. Are they helpful or hokum? And I am quizzing my co-host, Ron Baker, if he can identify what, whether the text that I'm about to read him either came from a personality profile that I took online or my horoscope. Okay. All right. Lay it on me. All right. This is, this is number, question number two. You're one for one, so that's good. Okay. Um, it can be very difficult to work with a blank as a coworker. They are very ambitious, very hard workers. In fact, they have a tendency to overwork in order to accomplish their goals they have for themselves or to make themselves look good in the eyes of their managers or supervisors. They will do whatever it is necessary to meet goals and make them look good. Uh, and they don't care, I'm sorry, they don't care whose feet they must step on in order to accomplish those goals. All right. Well, I think the blank is a Libra since I'm a Libra. So I'm going to go with your horoscope. It's you're got it right. So see, you're two out of two. That is a, but that was a, a, that's a Scorpio. It's Scorpio, not Libra. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. That Libras are not that at all. I mean, come on. <laughs> supposed to be well balanced or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, Cause that's when I think of well balanced. I think of you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, th- these things came out in the 30s and 40s when they really started to be hit and uh, b- become popular and used a lot. And, and one of the, the the marketing touts for this was it was to combat Frederick Taylor's "quote unquote" one best way, right? Mm. Ra- it was it was a way to sort people, right? And they figured, well, what really needs to happen is there's not just one way to do something. What needs to happen is we need to get the right person, the right profile, personality profile, into the right job. So there was a particular profile for the CEO, for the mechanic, for the janitor, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I found that really interesting that it was actually a way it was used or marketed as a way to kind of combat Frederick Taylor because by the 30s and 40s, he was falling out of favor of the whole Mm -hmm. scientific uh, management movement. Um, And, you know, yeah, these things are really popular. Millions of people use them. But, of course, popularity does not imply any validity. No, (laughs) that's for sure. Uh, And, uh, look, you you used the word label earlier. If I have to say anything, I'm I'm beginning to think that these things are, are not only just stupid parlor tricks, but they're actually dangerous. 
I, yeah, I believe they are. I, I, they do. And, and here's the big thing. The big condemnation against them is they confuse labeling personality with understanding it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I have been involved in more than one conversation with people who, after one of these tests, will just dismiss, oh, well, you know, so-and-so's, uh, they're, they're, they're an NT. Uh, that's, that's just how they are. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, Jesus was an ENTP. <laughs> how did they do that? How did they do? How did they do, like? What did they go like? Go go back in time, or were they like they read the Bible? And say, oh well, you know, this is what he would have said. <laughs> They've done it for whole religions. Uh, well, this is one of the problems with these. Another problem with these tests is, of course, the data is all confidential, so it's very hard for for scholars. Uh, to go in and and you know verify any of uh, any of the results, and the ones that they have have just slammed these things mm-hmm. at, as having zero validity or or real as close as to it as you can get. Um, but what's interesting, Ed, you know, we've all sat through it. You've had a consultant administer these things. I did it a few times with with Myers Briggs. And you're in a convivial atmosphere. You know, maybe you're on a corporate retreat or something, and Mm-hmm. And people have that aha reaction, you know, yeah. that, oh, wow, that's nailed me, you know, but blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and, you know, psychologists call this a permanency tendency, right? We, what we think about ourselves, but it, it, it's also got a Pollyanna principle, right? Because it validates the positive characteristics that you have. Sure. <laughs> of course, it doesn't say anything about the negative stuff. You want to find that out. You have to work for somebody or marry them. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, the interesting thing about it is you, you label yourself mm-hmm. and what the critics say that this shifts the responsibility for you fitting in, uh, you know, to a culture, right? You all, you're just not a good cultural fit because you don't have the right, right. profile. It, it kind of takes right. responsibility away from the individual. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, and, and I, go ahead. I, I've seen that too, where, you know, you're, people have that, like you said, that aha moment, but then they'll also say simultaneously, well, it didn't get it a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's mostly right. It's mostly right. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, it, uh, and, and we did a show on, uh, uh, you know, I think it was entrepreneur having PT Barnum who it, I think deserves a lot more respect than he normally gets, but um, one of the effects is called the Barnum effect. He believed that a circus should have a little something for everybody. And I think yeah. these profiles, uh, you know, certainly definitely qualify for that. I mean, I, I think you're you're just as well taking your uh, executive group and playing with Ouija boards as, mm-hmm. as doing <laughs> any of these uh, profiles. Um, and the the thing that really uh, changed my mind on these. Um, is, is a book that came out in 2004, I believe, by uh, Annie Murphy-Paul, who was a uh, senior editor at Psychology Today, and the book is The Cult of Personality Testing. Mm-hmm. And she has just, it's a scathing attack. I mean, the Wall Street Journal says, Mrs. Dra- Miss Paul draws on a veritable quacks gallery <laughs> of modern personality testing. Um, and she does call it modern-day phrenology. And so she <laughs> starts talking about the, the the parallels between these personality profiles and and phrenology, you know, bumpology, right? Mm-hmm. The, the the size and shape of your head and all that, and and the uh, the phrenology movement was is is also kind of an interesting 
history. Uh, what's his name? Franz Joseph Dahl. The University of Vienna. That's the same place where they turned out Mises. No, I know. No, that that was. And by the, and by the way, that that even goes goes back earlier because the, the 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 phrenology stuff was part of the Greeks as well. I mean, there's like there's, yes. there's ancient write ups of, and this is this is how you look if you're phlegmatic, you know. Um, right, that, right. So, so, but it, so, so it continued, and I, I think there's, you know, Hitler did research on this stuff. Yep, yep, and and you know, the phrenologist said some of the same things. It's going to improve prosperity, and you know, the next generation, and it's going to abolish poverty and crime, mm-hmm. and it, it had some strong, pretty, pretty notable adherents: Walt Whitman, Clara Burton, the founder of the Red Cross; Charles Dickens believed in phrenology; Edgar Allan Poe. Oliver Wendell Holmes, two U.S. presidents, had got a, a phrenology reading. Maybe we should try wow. that for the 45th. James Garfield <laughs> and John and John Tyler. And, and, and now I need to look into this because I, I didn't have a chance to look this up. But guess who was a skeptic of all this? Could, you couldn't have asked for a better skeptic. I'm sure he's written some scathing things. Mark Twain. Yes. I, I oh, I'm sure he would I be. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even imagine what he must have wrote if he wrote out, hopefully, or maybe it was just in his lectures, but <laughs> no better skeptic to have than Mark Twain. Mark Twain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll claim him on my side for sure. But you, you know, know the other thing that was going on here too in this time period, I mean, this is when corporations were, you know, going global and the international trade was exploding. And businesses could no longer depend on reputation of word or mouth. And these mm-hmm. personality profiles were just simply, they were too useful not to be true, right? Because they were, at least they gave you some type of the illusion that you could pick the right person for the right job. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, and I've seen that too. Is 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 is, and I forget which one this this is, but it was one of the ones that I that I took on online says that the way, the way to, to do this is to, to, to profile people who are either successfully in the position or like position. And then what, what you do is then you give people who are coming, potentially coming into the position test the same test. And that there has to be certain like 70% alignment, right. Mm, With the people mm -hmm. who are successful at the position already. Right. And right. that's 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 their their whole pitch is that that they can they can they can increase the cap- the, the likelihood that somebody will will uh, will will stick in a job. And, you know, I suppose that there's got to be a placebo effect that could mm. be helpful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Because if if you're told that, oh, this person will be successful in this job because, look, they're a 70 percent match to the people who were previously successful. Well, then my guess is, is that you're going to believe that they're going to be successful from the get-go and then look for reinforcing evidence, right, yep. and confirmation bias that they are yep. successful. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a great point for sure, you know? for sure. And, you, you know, the Rorschach test was another one. Um, and, and did you know that that to, to this day, and there's, there's, there's just as little scant evidence on the effectiveness of that. Is that the ink person, blots? That's the yes, ink blots. Yes, right? yep. okay, okay, cool. And there's there's variations of it. You know what's it called? The 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 house. Uh, uh, you draw a house. You draw a person, and you draw a family, and mm. and it kind of it tells you about you know how you see yourself, how you see the world, blah blah blah. Um, right. 
it's the second most popular test among mental health professionals, and yet it was created as a parlor game. <laughs> I mean, there was no, there was, it didn't even have the aura of, of trying to be valid or scientific. It, it was created as a game, and yet it's still used. And it's just, as I was going through the stuff and re-going through this book, The Cult of Personality Testing, it just reminds you how long staying power bad ideas have. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing about, and, and, and this is why I think I asked you before we went live about, uh, did you, did you happen to take one of these tests again? But you said that your, your new Briggs Meyer profile is different than your last one. Is that right? That you That's took? correct. I used to, I think I used to be ENTJ and now I'm ENTP. So I've moved from being judgmental <laughs> to perceiving. <laughs> <laughs> and you know yeah. as many as three quarters of test takers achieve a different personality type when tested again and and there was a big study run by the proponents of the testing and for they got 47 <laughs> percent so somewhere between half and three quarters of the people who take these tests get different results at different times i mean does it does it depend on the time of day that you take it or you know what's going on well, in your life and as Thomas Sowell pointed out, when when when, he, when are you gathering the data is of huge importance, right? Let's let uh, let's wait to give some and like you said, let's not do this in a scenic retreat in in you know Denver or Estes Park somewhere, right? Where you're calm and surround sit, sit around a fire with a bunch of colleagues and maybe had a little bit too much to drink the night before, and instead let's plop you into the middle of a boardroom situation where you're trying to decide on you know who's going to be laid off and then give you the personality profile. Let's see where you are then, buddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yep. Yep. For sure. Well, right. so this, the setting setting has a lot to do with it. A lot to do with it. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Well, Ed, this is fascinating, and uh, we've got. I'm sure we've got more uh, evidence against uh, the the cult of personality testing. But folks, in the meantime, if you want to email us, uh, you can do so at asktsoe at verisage and we really love it if you could go out to iTunes and give us a five. A five-star review or or any review. We always appreciate those comments and thank you to those who have done it. And now we want to hear from our sponsor. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events 
to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. We're tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Class. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. And we are talking about personality profiles, helpful or hokum. So, Ron, you are two for two. So, you are proving that this is really, that this works, that really okay. this works. Right. Uh, but yeah, so we're we're the, the so the, the the bad news is is that for everyone you get right, the show becomes has less authority. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just I'm a good guesser. Well, no, what what it what it actually proves is it, well anyway. So here we go. Uh, so next 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 one up. Okay, blanks are natural born leaders and embody the gifts of charisma and confidence. They project authority in crowds that can and can draw people toward a common goal. They are also characterized by a ruthless level of rationality, using their drive and determination and sharp minds to achieve whatever they set their minds to. Personality wow. profile or horoscope? Ruthless. Wow. I would have to say personality profile. It is personality profile. You are three for three. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. That is good. That's you know, but, but okay, here, here's a hint, Ed. You know what I'm listening for? I'm listening for buzzword business bingo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, goal, efficiency, leader. Uh, <laughs> if uh, you hear those words, it's probably personality profile because it's the Barnum effect. Yeah. <laughs> But here's here's my point in all this, and even if you get the fourth one right, because this proves just about as much as personality profiling does, right? The, the the point of this is is had I given these to just about anyone and not said that these were my personality profiles or my horoscope, my my Scorpio horoscope, mm-hmm. that that you would you would you you would be able to go, all right, I could see that, Ned. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and and that's and that's the thing that gets me. And it, because I, I go back to that, well, you know, it didn't it didn't get me a hundred percent, but it got me pretty close. And it, 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 it's just as full confirmation bias on that. Well, all right. But you have you have another book you said that really de- debunks these things pretty badly. In fact, it's called the 1968 earthquake. <laughs> you know, we had a big earthquake here in uh, Sonoma County in 1969 when I was seven years old. But this was a 68 earthquake, and uh, it was by a Stanford University psychology professor by the name of Walter Mischel. And he wrote a book called Personality and Assessment. You can get it. We'll link to it. And he did meta, meta, meta studies on all the literature of these things. And he tried to test them, you know, on very large samples. And he found out the correlation between personality and behavior was a 0.3. Mm-hmm. 
which essentially means that only about 10% of the difference in actions can be explained by somebody's profile. Um, this was just devastating. Um, mm -hmm. And he was a big proponent that our actions were driven by situations that we were mm -hmm. in, not our personalities. Well, yeah, well, clear, clearly it's, it, it, it's, it is situational. And that's which is why I made the point in the last segment about giving, giving people the test at different moments different rather moments. than you know, these, these serene things. Now, you know, even so, I, and it, you know, if you end up, as my friend Rob Johnson once said to me, if you end up in marriage counseling, the first thing they throw at you is a personality profile. First thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. There he right. is there too. Yep. You know, yep. and, and what they're trying to do there is, is, is I guess to say, okay, well, how are we going to match these two up or, you know, to, to create any kind of common bond, I guess, between them. But, you know, Look, it, 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 you could any two of these personality types. If people are better communicating in a setting of sitting down in front of a therapist, well, I would hope that they would have a greater chance for reconciliation. Maybe they don't. Maybe maybe we should do a show on marriage counseling. But, <laughs> but you know, I would I would hope that 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 yes, communication and conversation between two people is going to make an improvement in their relationship. I mean, that just stands to reason. Why, why, why would you need to know what somebody else's personality profile is in order to facilitate that kind of conversation? Right. And knowing that profile, would that keep you from getting a divorce? <laughs> just, right. Right. You know, right. Uh, uh, you know if, if you could know one thing, Ed, about employing this, look, this is politic. This is totally politically incorrect, but this is well established in the literature and in scholarship, if if you were restricted to one thing, which is nonsense, because we aren't either as companies or right. friends or colleagues or whatever, we're not restricted to one thing, right? But if you if you had to be restricted to one measurement, the one that's got the best predictive ability is IQ, and that is not politically correct. Mm -hmm. You're not even supposed to say that, and right. yet the evidence for it overwhelming as Charles Murray has documented so well in the bell curve. Right. But just, the point is, in terms I guess, of success in terms of success that yes. IQ has a high correlation to success. Yep. Okay. Got it. Yep. 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 And, but, but the thing is, you know, we, we don't have to just know one thing. I mean, I think this goes back to what Rabbi Lappin writes in uh, thou shall prosper. You are best understood and appraised by others on the basis of the things you believe rather than on the basis of the things that you know, hmm. right? So it's not your personality profile. It's, it's your beliefs are, are, you know, kind of important to understand. Well, separate those two things out for me if you can. I mean, I don't know. I, we'll have to ask Rabbi Lappa next time he's on the show to, to, to distinguish between a belief and a statement in personality profile. Because a lot of the statements in personality profiles sound like beliefs, Right. You know, you're this or that, you know, tr what, what's, what's your level of agreement with this statement or disagreement with this statement, right? Yeah. So aren't those, yeah. aren't those beliefs or? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, he, he says that we're better off understanding people's beliefs if we want to even begin to understand how and why the Germans of the Third Reich could carry out their murderous orders, right? Or why the guys, you know, flew the planes into the buildings in 9-11, um, I, I'm not sure that personality profiles, even though they may question, ask questions like that, I don't think they're they're questioning beliefs. Deep seated. Okay. I, 
I, you know, I think Rabbi Lappin's talking, obviously, I mean, he's, you know, you can Spiritual think about the theological, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, when you took these personality profiles, did you get the impression that they were really quizzing you on your on your deepest beliefs? No. No, 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 no. They were, they, they're, they're, most of the questions are, are, are asking you, it, it, it is very situational. Like if, if you were brought in this situation, you know, you're, you, are you more likely to worry about how someone's feelings or getting things done? Right. 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 Um, yeah. And that's, that's how to, how, how they, how they kind of, to, to float it. And in a way, I mean, that's that, that the, the, it's the creation sometimes of these false dichotomies in the, these questions. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, I'd like to think that I'm working with somebody. And if, if, you know, if, if, if we're, we're trying to work on a particular project, I might be very concerned about getting something done. But if a guy or woman comes in and says, you know, I just found out that my, my, aunt who I'm very close to just passed away. Mm-hmm. Right. And knowing, knowing that, well, I'd be like, well, get the hell out of here. Let's, we'll worry about this another time. Yep. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not going to be one who says, okay, well, sorry to hear that, but we got to get this done today. Right. Right. But, but I, when I, when, when I, when I was asked that question, I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I probably said a fr- so, fairly strong tendency to say, let's get this stuff done. Yep. See what I'm saying? Yeah, but it, absolutely. But it was very situational, very situational. Yep. And that was certainly Professor Mitchell's point that, mm-hmm. you know, that situation drives our actions more than anything. And, you know, after his book came out, the, the whole, there's this thing called the life story interview protocol. A guy by the name of Gordon Alport came up, Alport came up with this. Uh, and it's still used, and and it, it it's it, the premise is hey, if I really want to get to know Ed, you know I should learn about his life story, right? He's an individual. I should, you know your high point, your low point, mm-hmm. your turning points, your positive childhood memories, your negative, you know all all of those types of things about you. It's it's really it's a narrative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not something that can be quantified. It's a story. Right, and and, and you know. look, look at and I do have a propensity to believe that. I mean, I think that there there are because this this goes back to you know the the work that when we interviewed Howard Hansen and Steve Jeske and 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 uh, I just saw a, a presenter on this at Digital CPA. I think I talked about it on a on a a Free Rider Friday episode. That fa- family of origin, I think, is is a huge influence on us for sure. Yeah, knowing that story. Right, but, but you can't. But you can't. You, that's you can't ask those questions <laughs> like on an interview, right? Yeah. It's, in fact, it's it's absolutely illegal to to ask those questions. Yeah, which but, I think gives these, these personality profiles even more credence because since you can ask people what their beliefs are, you know their deepest beliefs, you you, you go with the next best thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these these high high superficial, highly situational. Statements that I j- don't really lend towards anything, especially in in a in a real life situation. So. And you know, just to pull this back to to business, uh, Peter Drucker didn't have much use for these things either. He said there is no such thing as an infallible judge of people, at least not on this side of the pearly gates. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Drucker. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
Well, all right. Well, let's take our last break here, Ron. And when we come back, you have one more quiz, one more quiz to see if you can get four out of four on this. But right now we want to let you know if you want to get a hold of Ron or me, you can can send an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. We do want you to review the show on iTunes and, of course, the book. And, hey, sign up on our on the soul of enterprise.com. If you scroll down a little bit to the right hand side, there's a great place where you can just enter your name and email address. And that way you'll get an email with all of our upcoming shows and the show notes. You won't even have to remember to go to the website because it'll be sent to your, your in inbox on a regular basis, usually on Monday mornings. But right now we want to hear from our sponsor and my employer Sage. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Four new employees. A 20% increase in revenue. Being one of the 9 million women business owners in the U.S. These are your proudest numbers, your landmarks of growth and success. Sage helps you achieve business milestones with cloud and software solutions that lead to deeper financial insights. Believe in your numbers. See what Sage can do for your business. Visit believeinyournumbers.com today. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the soul of enterprise with ron baker and ed class to find out more about our show visit us on the web at the soul of you can also chat with us on twitter using hashtag ask tsoe now back to the soul of enterprise we are talking personality profiling helpful or hokum and by now in the show you can probably figure out where ron and i are coming down on this <laughs> hokum um, no, come. Yep. Yeah. But it is fun. It is. I, I do agree that they're fun. So we're and we're having a little fun by playing a parlor game about the parlor game. So, Ron, this is your last one and you are three for three so far. All right. Okay. So the question is, is this could did this come from my personality profile or from my horoscope? If you had been given a task to do that has not been easily that hasn't been explained properly, you may feel at a loss. It is best to go back to the person who assigned the work and ask for more details. This could be temporarily humbling, but remember, it's better to ask a stupid question than to make a stupid mistake. Don't move ahead until you know exactly what you need to do. Oh, that's just one of those squishy ones. Uh, at first, my, 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 I'm going to go with my first thoughts, personality profile, but the end, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the end leads <laughs> me to believe it was horoscope. It got horoscope. Worse. Squishy, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it okay. got a little squishy. 
Yeah. Got a little squishy. Yeah. So, yeah. and by the way, we I will put I will put these up on as part of our show notes. These four scenarios, and but I will take remove them so that people who didn't listen to the show, you can you know try to guess. <laughs> what they were right and then then later on like i'll put them up at the beginning of the of the uh of, of the show notes and then down below i'll give the answer so that you can give these these this is a quiz to your friends and family you know i i have to admit ron i do have a book on my shelf from a long time ago that 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 said that organizations themselves had personality profiles mm. and the whole book the whole book was about, you know, trying to take the how, – how, well, first of all, how do you take the personality profile of an entire organization, right? And then – and this was supposed to give insight into for, – for leaders into organizations so that they could, you know, lead more effectively inside them. And I'm ashamed to say, Ron, I, I bought into this stuff at one time. I really did. I was full on. I thought this was like a valid way to go. I thought it was helpful and – but it was only only in more recent times, and I would say in the last five years, that I just started falling away from this stuff because it just it 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 it, it just began to smack of just labeling people for the sake of labeling. And as I said earlier, I think on balance, these do more harm than good because even if you make the argument, if you use them properly, you know that's usually the qualifier that people give me. If yep, you use yep. them properly, and I would say. Maybe, but the vast majority of people do not use it properly. And therefore, on balance, these are more harmful than helpful and definitely hokum. So that's but that's I don't my even, But then I don't even know if there is a way to use them properly. I these are so close to the uh, annual performance appraisal. Yep. First off, they're a flawed idea, so no matter how well they're executed, it, it's mm-hmm. still wrong. And it, there's no good way to implement a crappy idea and Right. These are just such a flawed idea from the get-go. And, you know, my world was turned upside down when I read this book, The Cult of Personality Testing, and I read it in 2006. But it, not only is this woman incredibly funny, but she does a really thorough job. Just totally, I mean, you can't walk away from this book and not be completely skeptical about these things because there's just no evidence for it whatsoever. And yet it, we just continue to use them just like the annual performance appraisal, just like timesheets. I mean, there's yep. so many parallels uh, yep. with these things that I see. You know, one of my favorite uh, books, and I think I've talked about this guy before, um, is the Chinese philosopher Lin Yutang. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a great book, The Importance of Living. And it's a pretty long quote. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read the, the part that I think is just great. He says, Human personality is the last thing to be reduced to mechanical laws. Somehow the human mind is forever elusive, uncatchable and unpredictable, and manages to wriggle out of every mechanistic laws or a materialistic dialectic that crazy psychologists and unmarried economists are trying to (laughs) impose upon him. Man, therefore, is a curious, dreamy, humorous, and wayward creature in short. My faith in human dignity consists in the belief that man is the greatest scamp on earth. I just, <laughs> well I just said. love that. It's just the guy is just a beautiful writer. It's just a fantastic book. I'll definitely get it in the show notes. The importance of living, Lin Yutang, mm-hmm. fantastic book. But uh, Ed, these things are just full of it, folks. Play with a Ouija board or read your <laughs> horoscope or get a bunch of fortune cookies because these things have zero validity. 
Yeah, that's, that's yep. where I come I'm down on it. I'm with you. All right, well, Ron, you said you had a, a sad announcement that you wanted to talk a little bit about before we wrapped up the show today. So why don't you, you uh, sh- shift into that? Okay, this is a tough one for me because this is like one of my all-time favorite authors. Uh, it's Michael Novak. And yeah. he was a theologian. He was a scholar at the American Enterprise Institute. At one point, Ed, at the age of 14, he wanted to be a priest. He actually enrolled in seminary school. And, and as a result of that experience, he wrote a novel, uh, which was, was actually quite good. I, I've literally got an entire shelf of this guy's book. So he was just as prolific as, say, somebody like Thomas Sowell. Mm-hmm. And he was a beautiful writer, just just beautiful writer, no matter mm-hmm. what this guy wrote on. And his, of course, his one of his magnum opuses, although that's really hard for me to say because I, I love a lot of his books, but The Spirit of Democratic Capitalism mm-hmm. is just his, uh, this book is just timeless. Uh, and I, it's in the pantheon of people like Father Sirico and George Gilder and uh, Rabbi Lappin for making a moral defense uh, for free markets and for capitalism. Mm-hmm. And he does just a fantastic job. He also wrote a book, by the way, that I think you'd thoroughly enjoy. I thoroughly enjoyed it called The Joy of Sports. Why interesting. Why we like sports, why humans are drawn to, you know, because he was a big sports person, college football mm-hmm. and whatnot. And and that is just a, a, a wonderful book. He he wrote so many really good books. He was a really great thinker, very clear communicator. I just love the guy. And um, I actually tried to get him on the show mm-hmm. and uh, had some correspondence uh, this probably a year ago with his uh, personal assistant at the American Enterprise Institute. But she told me, don't bet on it because he doesn't do many appearances. So, But right. he was getting right. up there then. So I just, he passed away yesterday at the age of 83. And it's just really sad to see that because he, he is one of my all-time favorite authors. Yeah, it, it, did I? Am I misremembering this, Rod? Didn't he write the the book that was Conversations with His Daughter? Yes, is that right? Yes, and okay, I. Okay. Just, she's challenging. She was questioning, you know, the, her religion, and and she was mm-hmm. challenging him. Uh, and she had all these questions, you know, why won't the Catholic faith allow you know women priests? And and he answers answers her. Uh, and it's just a it's incredible dialogue between you know father and daughter. Just, just you really like you were sitting in the living room watching these two kind of hash this out. It's just a beautiful book. I forget the name of the book, but I'll get that in the show notes to it. But uh, it is one of my favorite all-time books, and it, and it, and he really opened up my eyes on some of the reasons why the church does what it does. Yep, and it's, and a huge influence, obviously, on 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 both of us. I I, I remember seeing him interviewed a number of occasions. Including, isn't he featured in the Call of the Entrepreneur? Do I have that right? Yes. I think he was yes. he was part of that as well. He right? was, yeah, absolutely. Yep. 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 And in fact, uh, on the National Review Online, George Weigel, who's a distinguished uh, senior fellow at the Washington Ethics and Public Policy Center, um, has a little tribute to him, and and maybe I'll get that up in the show notes as well. Uh, kind of talks about his life and things, and Acton Institute, and there's a whole bunch of others that have you know, written nice things about him since he passed. Right. Well, certainly a sad day for us is one of, one of the influences. We'll have to do a memorable mentor show on him at some point in the future, Ron. That would be, that'd be, be good. A, a fitting tribute, I would say. Absolutely. So Ed, what's on store for uh, next week? 
Well, next week, Ron, we have our monthly installment of Free Rider Friday. Right on. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, my stack is bulging, so I'm really looking forward to that. I will see you in 167 hours. This has been the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy, sponsored by Sage, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. Join us next week on Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. And in the meantime, please visit us at www.thesoulofenterprise.com. <laughs>